Want to help me make the Productivity on Purpose podcast even better? Leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. What do you love hearing about? What motivates or inspires you? I would seriously love to know and want to serve up more for you. So go to Apple Podcast right now and leave me a review. I can't wait to hear from you. All right, Mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed to your biz, more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, sister. So glad to have your listening ear. Thank you for being here. Welcome back or welcome for the first time. This is Productivity on Purpose. And today's message is going to be very simple because you know that's how I like to keep things. Big surprise. I was talking to a client lately as I get all my ideas for these podcasts and we were working on creating her policies and procedures for her business. She is a very successful business owner, been in business for several years. And as we know, as you grow, you have growing pains, right? And so it's kind of, you start with something, a very simple kind of model or offering. And as you grow sometimes or often more challenges come around, right? Like now she's a couple of years in and she's like, I've really got to go back and look at these policies and procedures. Don't even really think I had anything in place in the first, you know, in the first place, because I was just starting out. But now I've had this series of problems, like with clients or some expectations, or they want, maybe they want a refund and I need a policy around that. Or maybe they are challenging some service and I don't have a procedure and the, you know, internally or externally. And do we get charged for this or that or mileage or, you know, on, on and on. So as you grow, obviously it's like more things come up and you think, okay, I've got to really get these under control and just get some boundaries and parameters around them and knowing that they were going to continue to grow, right? So that was something that we've been working on. um, And it's been actually fantastic and really helpful to think through and talk through all of these problems together and be like, okay, what would you do in this situation or that situation? If a client asked for this or that, like, how would we handle it? Which was just, it was just great, like fodder, great thought and great brainstorming and getting it all down in a way that's very systemized that she can share with both prospects. Well, all three, I'd say not just both, but prospects, clients and her internal team. And of course, once you do get very clear on that for yourself, then you can speak more confidently about your, your business. Okay. So that's stuff we're doing. So we're doing this. And she mentions along the way as we're doing this, she's like, Oh, this is going to be really helpful because I have this. PETA client, the pain in the ass client, right? We all have that pain in the ass client or clients. And I was like, well, what's such a pain with her? She's like, well, we've only started working together, but I can already tell she's going to be a pain in the ass client. She's like canceling on this and that. She always has excuses. She's just like not showing up with a great attitude. You know, it's just going to be a pain in the ass. And I believe that we all find ourselves in this situation. I know that I have had the pain in the ass clients. I know there's a clients that I'm dreading as I'm working with them. I just want it to be over. I'm like, please, I don't even want to get on the phone. I, I, for all the similar reasons, whether it's an attitude or 
uh, just their commitment level or uh, excuses or whatever it might be. I don't know. There's like a personality difference between us or something that's not right. And they're just a pain in the ass. And we're like, we're like, why do we do this? Right. And it's hard to not, to not take clients sometimes because I'm, and I know if you're listening to this, you want to help people, you want to be of service. But what you also want is for people to get incredible results, right? So you can get them fantastic results and feel great and confident and know that you are really valued in the world, but you also want to enjoy a profitable business, right? And a pleasurable business. And so those non-ideal clients, the PETAs, they suck the life out of you. Am I right? They suck the joy out of your business. They suck the joy out of your day. They suck your productivity and your profitability because you are expending so much effort and so much energy on them, even if it's not time-wise, it's just like that mental bandwidth that and it gets you in that bad mood, right? Where you could be instead putting your focus and talent and creativity on great clients, fun clients, prospecting, sales, networking, all the other things that are actually going to grow your business. So not only do those PETA clients suck your energy, they can they truly suck your profitability. Okay, so what we want to address or what I want to talk about today are the red flags of these types of people, these clients, before they become a client, when they are a client, and those red flags and why we like to ignore them, okay? Because they just, we do, we've all been in this situation and later on you're like, why did I do this? I knew in my gut I should have listened to myself and not done that, okay? So again, some of the reasons you are not necessarily happy with them or they're just a real pain is that is because your personalities don't gel, right? That's a big one. Um, they are really annoying about money or payments, like not sticking to their end of the bargain. Like you have to fault, you have to constantly be chasing after them for payments. They might just have too much hesitation. Or to me, it's like that attitude that everything you guys talk about or suggest, or they do, there's just like always a problem or always negativity, or they can't stay on track, right? Like you are really like, I've hired you for this one thing, but let's go off the rails and something else, which also sometimes looks like they're asking you for services you don't specialize in. That makes me crazy. Or like, okay, but and I do sometimes this happens because I'm very clear with my clients. We're working on your business in terms of productivity, but of course it has to do with your energy and your goal setting and your prioritization and your boundaries. But I'm not a life coach in the sense I'm helping you figure out your entire life. Like you're like, I have no idea what business I want to start or what I want to do with my life for real. And that's not me. But then sometimes even though it's been very clear on what I do, someone will be really pushing me that way. It doesn't happen often. In fact, I'd say it happened really only one time, but that's a frustrating client. You're like, okay, listen, you ordered, you, we, you hired me for this. I was very clear about what we're going to do together. And now you're asking me for, you know, fashion advice or something completely different. Okay. So those are some of the red flags before they become a client, right? You're like, already I know they're being a pain in the ass about like my services or my money or the client agreement or the hesitation or their personalities don't gel, right? That's kind of before you see that, but they're like, oh, but I really need the money or this would still be a good person or I can change them. So I'm going to move ahead with it. The other types of red flags are the ones that when they're already a client. So you may have just seen a little spark of a red flag before they were a client, but you're like, I'm going to overlook it. Things will be better. But then when they're working with you, 
then it's getting really tough. Now you're realizing they're PETA, right? So maybe they're not implementing things, again, you've agreed on or that advice, at least being open-minded. Maybe they're breaking communication boundaries. Like you said, okay, I'm available you know, between nine to five and they insist on texting you at eight o'clock or on a Saturday morning at, you know, 8 a.m. Maybe they're just super needy, right? And they are, again, just sort of taking advantage of what that agreement was or the typical amount of time you're spending with someone. Maybe they always have the excuses. Maybe they don't show up on time. They cancel consistently. Um, again, chasing down payment payments. Maybe they're micromanaging you, Maybe there's scope creep, right? When their asks are clearly outside of your agreement, it's like, here's what we agreed to, here's how many hours, or here's the services, or here's the offerings, and they just sort of keep adding on more in a really sneaky way. So it feels like they're not adding on more, so they don't have to pay more, but they are, okay? So all of that are, are red flags. And I can almost always trace like that type of client to behavior they exhibited when they were a prospect. It kind of reminds me of like, if you're in a bad relationship, like when I had like boyfriends that were, I was just in a bad relationship and I was in it for a really long time. I can be like, you know what? If I think back, I knew from the first date, <laughs> I knew there was something off, but you know, I was just trying to be open-minded and go with it and thought maybe they would change. So, all right. All right. So we're pretty clear, like what these red flags are, because we've all had them. But then why do we do it? Why do we continue to take them when they're sucking the life out of us? So usually it has to do with, I feel like two things, like money or some type of like fear-based reason. Okay. So of course, number one is the money's really good. They're like, I'm maybe coming from a little bit of a desperate place sometimes. Um, It's just, it feels like it's easy money. It's just, I need the money. It will help me meet my goals this month. I'll feel really good about the money. Okay. So I hate when I do this. I hate when my decisions are money-based. Again, I've done it, but it doesn't end up right, right? You're like, I saw the red flag. I did it for the money and I always end up regretting it. Okay. Number two is also related to money, but it's not like I necessarily need it right now. It's like, I don't really need the money right now. My my clientele is fully, you know, I'm booked. I'm doing well. But the fear is what if my pipeline dries up in the future? So let me take that shitty client now because, you know, that, that's, it's that fear base. Like, uh, this, this could end. You know, I, I gotta get it while the money's coming in. Let me get it while it's good. Number three, I have taken clients that I have regretted because I just wasn't being intentional, right? I just said yes without really thinking it through. Wasn't being deliberate, just, you know, sort of was like on the fly, really crazy, chaotic. I was like, yeah, sure. Great. Awesome. Let's do it. You know, this is great. And I just really wasn't thinking it through. So sometimes that impacts, like I didn't look at really my schedule. Like, did I really have the room for this, the mental room, the the capacity in my calendar? Um, did I really think through, is this a good fit for us? Um, there is some fear-based mixed in that. So anyway, but the whole point is I wasn't being intentional. Number four, um, there were a friend of a friend or yeah, I'm usually a friend of a friend. So I felt like I couldn't say no. They'd be like, oh my gosh, your best friend, you know, uh, recommended you. And I just felt this obligation then that I needed to say yes. So that was not a good reason because it was because of a relationship. And then another relationship type thing, which is also fear-based, is that they were a past client when they came back to me. So they either want to renew our coaching time together or there's been a gap and they're coming back. And I've sort of felt like, again, I felt this obligation. Like, Oh, I can't say no now. I already said yes to them once. It already worked together. So 
And I think that's fear-based because instead of standing up for my own boundaries and saying, you know what, this was not really a good fit, or I don't think I can best serve you anymore. I just did it again out of some kind of like fear of obligation. All right. But in all of those instances, because I've done all of them, and I'm assuming you have too at some point, your gut is saying, no, no woman, no, no, run, run the other way. This isn't a good idea. So this is my PSA. This is my reminder to you. This is my reinforcement. This is my permission to you for you to listen to your intuition and honor your own voice. Y'all, your voice always knows best. Always, 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 always. I'm going to link to an episode. I don't remember which one, but it was all about listening to the voice and how it will always guide you. Like I said, you'll know on that first date or you know in that first conversation, you'll see the red flags. Listen to your gut. It's never worth it, right? When you get into that situation and then you're dreading those calls or that service or that offering or those appointments or those meetings, whatever it is. Okay. So in order to do that, it's one thing is to be like, okay, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to listen to my intuition. I'm actually going to have such high respect and integrity for myself that I know I know myself best, but then the second part of that is to learn how to confidently and gracefully say no. I would love to tell you, just say no without feeling guilty. I would love that, (laughs) but I don't think that's realistic. I think instead we've got to learn to say no, know there may be some guilt or worry or fear associated with it embrace it, work through it and do it anyway. Right? I it's not going to go away like that fear or that worry or that concern or how am I going to say this or this is going to be come across mean or nasty or rude or any other thing else. It's going to be there <laughs> because you're a nice person because you love to be of service. And typically we're saying yes. So it's not like it's going to be the easiest thing or you don't have to work through it, but you're going to work through it. You're going to get on the other side and you're going to feel so damn proud of yourself. And then you're going to have build so much more confidence for the next time you get into that situation to do something similar. Okay. So here's a couple or a few just sentences, you know, write these down or listen to this again that you can use in these situations. Obviously adapt these to the way you would actually speak. But here's the gist of them. Okay. So one of them might just be, I really appreciate your interest or I appreciate the opportunity, but we're not a good fit. Now you don't have to word vomit on it. You don't have to say why, just we're not a good fit. And typically someone will say, oh, okay, well then I don't want to keep pursuing this, right? We're not a good fit. Okay. Or based on the goals that you've outlined, just based on the goals that we talked about, I'm just not the right fit for you. And I kind of like that because it's it puts the onus on me, like when I say it, and then it's less on the other person. And they're like, oh, okay, she's not the right person. And then I typically will try to get another resource to them. I mean, say, but here's someone else you might be able to reach out to if I have that person in mind. Okay. Or you might just say, my schedule is too full. I'm not taking new clients at this time. Or if they're asking you or you're seeing these red flags for services outside of your genius zone and what you're really good at and comfortable with, you might just say, I don't or we don't offer XYZ services. And finally, 
They're very simple. No, thank you. (laughs) We don't need to word vomit. We don't need a four-page explanation for someone to let them know why we're not a good fit. We're just not a good fit, period. No, thank you. This is not the right time for me. We're not a good fit. I don't offer these services. My schedule is full. Based on the goals you've had, this isn't a good fit right now. Here's somebody else, okay? So confidently, gracefully say no. And confidently does not mean you need to have pages or paragraphs of why we're not. Confidence is when you can stand in your own ground, know that this is not the right fit and it's okay. And again, I might feel a little guilty or weird about it, but it's okay. That's where that confidence piece comes from. Okay. So now let's talk about if you're in the middle of working with someone, right? You're in the middle of that service with them. So they've already become a client and maybe there was a red flag before they were, maybe there really wasn't. And now they've turned into a real pain in the ass client. And you're just like, this is killing me. This is sucking the life out of me. And I just wish this were over. Okay. The number one thing you can do here is to be honest. Again, in a confident and graceful way. Because it's not doing anybody any good. Nobody is winning in this situation. Because I guarantee if you're frustrated, they are frustrated too. You're not getting results. You're getting upset. They're getting pissed off or just they're not feeling like they're getting value. You're losing your confidence or getting frustrated right there too. It's just not not good for anybody. So if you're in the middle of some type of service, like for me, it'd be coaching. Let's say we're halfway through or third through and I'm like, this is not working. I have a really honest conversation. It says, listen, this is clearly not working for either of us. You're frustrated. I'm frustrated. Let's talk this through and let's make sure we're really clear on what our expectations are. Here's what, you know, and this is, this is what we agreed to. This is what I was expecting. What were you expecting? Kind of have that conversation, communicate or let's go our separate ways. I'm happy to refund the balance. Look, this is clearly not something you want to make the norm, but if the client is sucking you of energy, if you know there's just, it's a personality issue, things are not going to change. You've had that tough conversation. Sometimes you just need to say goodbye and learn from it, right? Sometimes it's absolutely worth just giving the money back for that balance Learn from it. It's in everyone's best interest. And what you've learned is that I'm not taking that type of client again. Or here are the types of questions I'm going to ask up front when someone is, you know, prospecting with their prospect time before they become a client. Here are some things that I have now learned that I have to really learn from them, like ask certain questions or clearly, clearly define my expectations of myself and of them or be sure that we've, you know, discussed this points or, you know, how this works before they become a client. It just becomes a learning opportunity, but it all stems from honest communication. There is no point in both of you suffering through the next few months together or however long it is, because again, it sucks your energy, doesn't give them good results. And they're going to, they can talk badly about you. What about a bad Google review or, you know, People like to talk. I don't remember the the stat, but it's way higher. Like, you know, 10 times more about bad experiences than about good experiences. So often you can take that bad experience and make it a good experience by having that honest communication or releasing them of a situation or, you know, of a commitment that's not working 
because they're still going to probably leave with a good taste in their mouth or not a terrible one, right? At least they can say, you know what? I know I had this commitment and it didn't work and she was kind enough to let me go. Or, you know, we, she really worked through this with me and it, it just wasn't the right fit or something. You know, it's more positive def- definitely than negative. Okay. So last thing I want to leave you with is this. Sometimes the red flags are fixable. Sometimes they are workable. So proceed with caution. Sometimes you can get red flags. You're like, this is definitely not going to work out, right? And you listen to your gut and your intuition, which is what we've been talking about. But sometimes you're like, there's a little bit of a red flag, but I feel like if I had maybe that tough or that honest conversation with them, or maybe if we talked about some boundaries, or maybe there's a little bit of a little dollop of ass whooping, right? Things might be just fine. Let me give you an example. So I had a client that showed up late and canceled a couple of times, right? She either was, well, several times. She either was like just showing up really late or canceling last minute. And I felt like she was not taking our calls seriously. In fact, I knew it wasn't. Um, and she wasn't, and it was just not good, right? I'm not getting the results for her. She's getting frustrated. She's not getting results. No bueno. So this was definitely a red flag. And I knew it warranted a conversation, And I let her know the seriousness of this, that I could not keep coaching with her if she continued this behavior, right? And that this was something that we really committed to and almost like I was like, I was disappointed and I really wanted her to get results. And she actually was mortified. She really was like, she honestly was so upset about this. She didn't even realize how disrespectful she was being. She really did have legit reasons for missing some of the calls. And she was sort of dare I say, sort of begging me, like, please don't cancel on me. I, I I really want to make this work. And she turned her ass around, right? She showed up for every call after that on time. She put her all into it. And we just needed to have that conversation. So even though at sometimes you have, you see those red flags, you know, don't give up right away. There are times when you have that tough conversation and things will turn around. Or of course, there are times we'll have that tough conversation and they won't. And then it's time to let go. But know that you know, sometimes people just, they just need a a good, honest communication and that can really change things. So I get, this is not easy, right? Let me circle back to where I started this. What do you want for your clients and what do you want for you, right? If you want exceptional results for your clients and if you want pleasurable and exceptional experience for you, then trust your gut right? In the first place, don't necessarily jump into those clients that are those really big red flags. No, find a way to respectfully say no. If there's a little bit of a red flag, have that honest conversation up front. Like, I'm a little bit concerned about this. Is this going to be an issue? Because if it's not, we're not going to be a good fit and that's okay. Release them. Or we can work through this and this is what we need to do to make it work. And if they are a client, and again, you're having those red flags, still have those honest conversations. Sometimes they'll just turn their ass around like mine, that client did. Sometimes they won't, but don't hang on just because, you know, for that graspy and I need that money or whatever that is, it never serves anyone well. So that is a wrap, my friend. Here are some simple and powerful ways to stay productive and profitable, right? When you do these things, when you really 
address those red flags that you like to ignore in your business. Number one, become comfortable with saying no, right? Be intentional, be deliberate. Number two, have those tough conversations. It's not going to go away by itself. And sometimes these issues can go away when you have that honest conversation. Listen, you know, I always love to leave you with a challenge. You spent your precious time with me and I want to make sure your last 20 minutes or so have been 100% worth it. So today's action is to think through, identify, do you have a pain in the ass client right now? (laughs) If you have one right now, commit to having that tough conversation with them. If you've had one in the past, here's your, if you, you know, if you don't have one right now, but you've had one in the past, just take a five minute time period, just five minutes in the next 24 hours to write down one question or boundary or parameter or something you would ask or discuss with them upfront to help avoid that type of client again in your business. Okay. So five minutes, either write that and be like, okay, there's something I need to focus on the next time I'm really talking to someone or considering working or partnering with someone. Or if you already have one, schedule some time to have that really tough conversation with them. I hope this has served you today. I really cannot thank you enough for listening and sharing. I This just lights me up. And I, again, always love to share these challenges and these solutions based on my own learnings in my business and with working with other amazing kick-ass business owners. So if you haven't already connected with me and you want to get more behind-the-scenes training, girl, get on my email list. If you haven't gotten there yet, what are you waiting for? Come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. You'll also get your pick of lots of free resources of how to stop being overwhelmed, how to stop procrastinating and how to get focused. I would love to see you, hear from you, connect with you, come join me. And as always, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time, loving vibes, positive energy, and know that I'm sending them right back your way. Here's to getting more of the right things done and embracing productivity on purpose. I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.